You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, four minutes after nine uh, South African time. It's a beautiful evening here in Johannesburg. Uh, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name, and uh, we do have our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Manana Salim Karim Tamad Barakatu, home from uh, Ladysmith. Uh, remember, if you do have any questions uh, regarding our topic this evening, please do feel free. You can send us a message on uh, our WhatsApp number 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners Plus to 784-786-3132. Our Ustad, inshallah, will be touching on Durood and Salam. Then inshallah, Ustad will be giving us some uh, advice about uh, the month of Rajab. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa sha'abana wa balighna Ramadan. Uh, Ustad will be giving us some wazifas and some duas, inshallah. And thereafter, we will be going into our topic, the importance of educating our wives and sisters in Islam about deen. That's a very, very uh, beautiful topic. Beautiful topic. Listen to the topic again. The importance of educating our wives and sisters in Islam about deen. And you know there, you know what, I'm, what, what we're speaking about. Sometimes husband is on deen, the wife is not on deen. Sometimes the wife, she's in deen, husband is not in deen. Isn't it my wonderful listeners? So inshallah, let's cross over to our beloved Ustad on this, mashallah, beautiful night, beautiful evening, the night of Laylatul Jumu'ah, this auspicious night. Ustad, welcome to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, mulana ahlan wa sahlan, wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners on this beautiful night of Jumu'ah, a night of stillness, calmness, sweetness, forgiveness, and inshallah, full of barakah. Ustad, you're sounding a bit far away, Ustad, if you could just come closer to the mic. Alhamdulillah, Mawlana, can Gee. you hear me now? Loud and clear, Ustad. I said, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us afiyat on this Mubarak night of Jumu'ah, a beautiful night, calmness, Ameen. peace, salamati, forgiveness, and insha'Allah, Allah Ta'ala grant all of us afia. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-ladhina s-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال تعالى في مقام آخر فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اتب علينا قبل الموت وحون علينا شدة الموت وارحمنا عند الموت 
ولا تعذبنا بعد الموت يا خالق الحياه والموت توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالصالحين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الطيب حبيب الله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الطيب من الذنب كما لا ذنب له یاد میں تیری سب کو بھلا دوں کوئی نہ مجھ کو یاد رہے یاد میں تیری سب کو بھلا دوں کوئی نہ مجھ کو یاد رہے سب خوشیوں کو آگ لگا دو خانہ دل آباد رہے بلغ الولا بکمال ہی کشف الدجا کشف الدجا بجمال ہی حسنت جمیع خصال ہی صلو علیہ وآلہ اللہم صلی علی سیدنا ونبینا ومولانا محمد وبارک وسلم فسہل یا الہی کل صعب بحرمت سید الابرار سہل مولایا صلی وسلم دائما ابدا سبحان اللہ علی حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہم صدق اللہ مولانا اللہیم respected listeners, brothers and sisters in Islam, dosto, azizo, fakiro. A good question. Okay, what is the sign of Allah accepting our dua? How will we know? You and I have been making dua for a long time. Many years. So, a good question. Relevant question. What are the signs that Allah has accepted our du'as? And many of us have experienced it. Number one, when your body starts shivering and shaking in the fear of Allah. And tears start flowing down your cheeks. It's natural. It's a natural reflex. That when you make dua to Allah and whilst making dua to Allah, your hair stands up on your body. Your body is shivering and shaking. And you can't control your tears. It's one of the adabs of dua, Mulana. That Allah ki saamne rote raho. Keep crying. Allah ta'ala loves those tears. One sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wa to sob and make dua is to rub those tears on his whole face. So somebody asked him, Why do you do this? And his answer was so beautiful and simple. Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that whoever sheds a drop of tear in the fear of Allah wherever those tears touch the fire of Jahannam will <laughs> never burn that place. Subhanallah. So I take my entire tears and I rub it on my whole face that Allah Ta'ala protects me from the fire of Jahannam. Ameen. So, those Jizu and friends, see, tonight is a night of dua. Allah has started giving us the opportunity to prepare for the month of Ramadan and how should we start? Tum zameen walo par raham karo to asman wala tum par raham parmai you show kindness to Allah's creation Allah Rabbul Alameen will show his kindness and shower his kindness upon you Tum zameen walo par raham karo be kind 
be gentle, be polite, be loving, be respectful. Tum zameen walo par raham karo, aasman wala tum par raham karo. What a beautiful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number two, ki Allah ki bando par raham khana sikhiye. Show mercy on the creation of Allah. Especially Allah's servant, your Muslim brother. Show kindness. Allah ki bando par raham khana sikhiye. And number two, the problem is that we can't keep a secret. Razdari ka khukdan. Malana, many times I say to you, Wallahi, I'm trusting you. I'm saying this in total confidence. I don't expect you to mention this to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I put you in my total confidence. And next minute, you hear this from other people. So the person who I trusted, the Razdari ka Fukdan. So many times it happens, Malana. We take people into confidence, whatever they tell us. And then we go and broadcast it. Bari Ta'ala loves three things, Mulana. All this in preparation for the month of Ramadan. We have to start now our homework. Qudrat ki baawujud. Badla na lena. Allah Paak, Islam is about justice and equality. An nafsu bin nafs. You kill somebody, you'll be killed. You took out somebody's eyes, your eyes will be taken out. Islam is total justice and equality. Irrespective of who you are. Let's give you an example. A lady by the name of Fatima, she was from a very noble tribe in the Quraysh. And she had stolen something. More than 10 dirhams. And according to Islamic Sharia at that time and up till now, your hands will be cut from the wrist. So the family of the lady, Fatima, went to a Sahabi who was close to Rasulullah, Zaid ibn Haritha. So he was the adopted son of Rasulullah. They said, Let's go and ask him to plead on our behalf instead of cutting her hand, which will be a stigma for the rest of her life. Can we not give her some other alternate punishment? Paint her face black or make her sit in a donkey and let the donkey walk right around town instead of cutting off her hand. Because it's a lifelong stigma. Mother Zaid ibn Haris comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to intercede and ask Rasulullah to change the decision of Sharia. Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went red in the face. And look at the words. That's what I'm saying. Islam is a beautiful religion of justice, equality and peace. If only the world leaders take a cue from Islam. Allah chose Islam as the best deed. وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ There's no Kharif slave favor. Mm-hmm. No fear. No favoritism. No nepotism in Islam. Mm-hmm. Straight jacket, equality and justice. So when Sayyid ibn Haritha came and said to Rasulullah, can we not offer her an alternate punishment the face of Rasulullah when prayed with anger. Look at the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi, forget Fatima who you came here to request that we should change the law for her. Wallahi, if it was my daughter, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, who I loved so much and was so dear to me, if she committed that, that crime, I would have cut her hand as well. Sure. This is Islam. This is justice. Oh, no. So, Qudrat ki baawujud badnal na lena. You have all the means to take revenge in Islam. 
But one of your duty as a husband, that when Allah has given you a wife, Allah has given you children, boys and girls, and especially girls, then as a father, you should make sure, go out of your way, spend extra money to hire an ustaz and alima for the girls and for your wife <laughs> to be further educated. Subhanallah. Are we doing that? Illa mashallah, we are doing it. The rest of us means nothing. Allahu Akbar. Parmaya nikah bandagi hai. Rana sahab, nikah is a form of ibadat. Zina gandagi hai. Zina is filth, dead. Or talaq, sharmindagi hai. Some of our sisters just demand talaq. Rasulullah, for no reason, pity reason. They want to destroy a home. They want to destroy a family. I'm the first one to advocate. If your husband is a drug addict, is a drunkard, is a womanizer, is a narcissist, is an abuser, then you have all the right to walk out of that marriage. Because you're going to get destroyed and so are your children. But other issues can be resolved with sitting and communicating, appointing a peacemaker, min ahlihi, min ahliha. Appoint a representative from the husband's side and a representative from the wife's side. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple that's listening to you, and uh, uh, they are married, but the wife and husband they want to still study in varsity. What's your advice to start? Because we're speaking about the importance of educating our wives and sisters in Islam about deen. So maybe they want to go uh, further studying because maybe they want to maybe learn more about deen or something, educating themselves. But husband and wife will start. Khairukum man ta'allama al-Qur'ana wa allama. ala kulli muslimin wa muslima. To seek Islamic education is compulsory on every male and female. And I'm exactly saying to you earlier on that it's the duty of the husband to make alternate arrangements so that his wife and his daughters can be educated in matters of deen and shariat. With the fazl of Allah, we have alimas, we have qari'as, who are expert reciters of the Qur'an. They are excellent in hadith and tafsir, Siratun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Arabic grammar. They speak fluent Arabic. You still have to go to a university where the mahol, the environment, the teachers, the lecturers have nothing to do with deen and Islam. Why do you want to corrupt the mind and destroy the peace and tranquility of those masum children or those students who, alhamdulillah, live under the banner and umbrella of deen? Good tarbiyat, parenting, Islam, and deen. They had a good life. Now you're exposing them to the lions. You train them in the lions. Then, they to be devoured by the enemies of Islam. Why do you want to do that? When we have alternate, you can travel to study from home. You can do homeschooling. You can do correspondence. You can correspond with people throughout the world with your laptop, computer. Subhanallah. Do we really have to go out? That's the question. But because it's an honor, oh, if you, you ask me, Monana, mm. where's your son? They know he's studying at Varsity, Cape Town University, Durban Westbury University, NAMI. See, Alhamdulillah, they were important. They played an important role. But you look at today's Damana, what is happening. I don't have to tell you what's happening in Durban. I don't have to tell you what's happening in Johannesburg, what is happening in Cape Town, where there are universities and colleges. Only Allah knows best, but I'm not going there. But if you want to take your daughter and son and let them get devout and lose their iman and lose their integrity, then you must answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Because now there is no excuse, Mulana. We have alternate ways of educating our mothers and our daughters with farda and inshallah with sincerity and inshallah within the hood of within the hudud of Sharia. So the son, the husband wants to study, Alhamdulillah, for his wife. Look for a tutor. How is it? Rana for metric, from day one, the parents have already allocated X amount of money 
that from the first day of the metric classes start, my son and daughters are going to go for math, they are going to go for science, they are going to go for English tuition. Thousands and maybe millions of rands spent. And you ask the same mother and same father, did you spend that amount of money to appoint an asatiza or a teacher to teach your son to read Quran and to teach your daughter to read Quran, masla masail of Paki and Napaki? They will look at your face bewildered. And tomorrow we want to cry. Mm-hmm. My child doesn't know anything. She doesn't know how to read Quran. She doesn't know how to even make Isali Sawab. Malana, don't you think? Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'oolun an ra'iyyati. So what I'm saying, Islam does not stop you from progressing and educating yourself. Choose the right topic. Choose the right subject. Choose the right profession. Choose the right institute. Choose the right teacher. And if that is not available, it's polluted, it's toxic, then study from home, do correspondence. You can become the best lawyer, you can become the best gynecologist, you can become the best scientist. Islam does not stop you from progressing. But yes, Islam will stop you from where you're going to lose your iman and you're going to lose your modesty, your sharam and haya. That's definitely Islam will stop you there in the your track. <laughs> Listen to this one, Ustad. Uh, dear Mulala Salim, uh, I was in Niqab, I was in Parga when I married my husband, Ustad, but he's not happy that I should be in Parga. I need an urgent answer from Mulala Salim. I've been in Parga for the past 11 years. Uh, we have one baby girl, Alhamdulillah. But he says that parda is not compulsory, Ustad. Now remember something, Ustad. We 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 teaching our uh, wives and sisters in Islam about deen. And I did say this earlier on, Ustad. Sometimes the husband is in deen, but the wife is not. Sometimes uh, the wife is in deen, but the husband is not. So what do what do you do in the situation? Maybe the husband is not happy that she's in parda, Ustad. Well, I know that is why I said on numerous occasions on our show, this thing all starts with the proposal. Well, when you're going to look. For a bride, mm. what does Rasulullah say to us? Murana, there's no there's no need for us to fight. Islam is clear. Sharia is clear. You marry a woman because of four qualities. Number one, walimaliha. You marry her because, Alhamdulillah, she's wealthy. She comes from an affluent home. Number two, walijamaliha, because she's beautiful. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given a natural beauty. You marry her because of her beauty. Thirdly, wali nasabiha. Marry her because of her family, background, respected, reputable family. And fourthly, wali diniha. Because of her deen, her akhlaq, her taqwa, her Allah consciousness, four qualities. But from all, Rasulullah said, fasfar bizati deen. Give preference to deen. So, Mulana, when you go for a proposal, you need to make this very clear, inshallah, on both sides, that the girl can say, Alhamdulillah, from the day I become Balir, Alhamdulillah, I've been donning the niqab, and under no circumstances, I will remove the niqab and be without a niqab. You accept my proposal, you accept me, or you don't accept me, the choice is yours, I will not change sharia, la ta'ata li makhlukin, in the disobedience of Allah, I will not listen to any human being, whether it's my father, whether it's my ustad, or whether it's my sheikh. In the disobedience of Allah, I will not listen to anybody, because I have to answer on the day of Qiyamah. So, Mulana, it starts right there. When you went for proposal, did you ask your wife to be, inshallah, that will you be donning the niqab all the time when you go out of the house? Gee, with all the ghayr mahrams, you need to ask that question. If you're looking for a girl without niqab, then you must make it clear. She's wearing a, a, a scarf or a cloak, alhamdulillah. At least that's the starting point of niqab and wearing hijab, alhamdulillah. She's fully clothed. She would wear her, 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 her cloak and she will wear a full cl- uh, scarf to cover her hair and her head. It's all parda. It is haram for a woman to expose a single strand of hair. If that hair is exposed in namaz, and namaz is not accepted by Allah. And you don't want to cover your head. Look at this warning. You don't, women, mothers and sisters, I'm not fighting. I just want to make it clear to you. If you don't want to cover your head, 
and your hair. When they're going to give you ghusl, see, you'll have no choice. See, but they will make you wear an orni before you leave this world. While you were hayat, you were alive, you discarded it, you spoke ill about it, you mocked it. So, the day you die and they give you ghusl, and for those sisters who cut their hair, that's why Sharia, you ask the sisters who give ghusl, what is the sunnah, what is the sharia, you plait the hair, you take the hair into two sections, one side of the hair will rest on the right breast, one point be on the left breast. Subhanallah, that side is covered parda. Subhanallah, natural parda. Then you have the tafan. Then you have the or, the orni. Then you have the chadar. Subhanallah, how many layers that Allah Ta'ala has made? Women's kafan is five. Men's kafan is three pieces. Why? So if you don't want to wear that orni in the dunya, by force, you have no say whatsoever. The day you die, you will wear it. You will pay for it in your qadr. So you're coming back to that point, Mulana. The husband is saying, I don't like you. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. You know, Mulana, nobody walks around with diamonds and golds in the bazaar and you show it out. You hide it. You've got special safe. Gee, subhanallah. Why are you hiding it? Because it's precious. So your wife is precious to you. She's an amanet to you. She's a beauty for you. She's not for the world to admire. You should make so much shukar to Allah. Mm. Allah forgave me. Alhamdulillah, a wife who she dons her niqab and her hijab for the pleasure of Allah, not even to please her husband. I want to please my Rabb, my Allah. How am I going to meet Rasulullah on the day of Qiyamah with short hair? Gee? Without niqab. When we go and offer salam there at the Rosa Mubarak of Rasulullah, his mothers and sisters, how do we go? Subhanallah, we have our fully clothed. Because we're showing utmost respect for Rahmatul Lil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I don't know what is happening to some of the men folk. They should make laugh shukr to Allah. Allah has given me a wife who is Allah conscious. She's bringing me close to deen. So do you want now to become a the youth? Everybody must admire your wife and pass compliments. Tomorrow they start passing the, the phone numbers, inshallah. First we make salam, then is a smart smile. Then we share numbers. Then we talk on the phone. Then we talk on the phone. Then we sit in the car and eat ice cream. Then we do something about Satan. Then we go to the Jahannam. This is today's love and love. Be a pure virgin. Be a pure virgin, both men and women. The day you get married, you can proudly say to your wife, I never touched a woman. Allah, Park, save me. You are the first person that today I can take a custom on the Quran. Hey, wallahi, I never touched a woman. I never committed zina or fornication. And vice versa, that wife can say, Wallahi, today I can swear on the Quran that from the day I came Bali, no man touched me. No man kissed me. I never committed zina. Subhanallah, Murana, can that happen today? It can. It will happen <laughs> when we are conscientizing ourselves, our sons and daughters, that whichever girl you are going to interfere with, if she's not meant for you, Allah has another partner for her. Mm. Don't miss her life. See? Because we also have daughters, Murana, and we have sisters. We're messing up other women's lives other daughters' lives, gee, and sisters' lives. Forgetting that tomorrow, Allah Ta'ala will turn the table around. Allah will disgrace you in your own house. Gee? Keep your women chaste. Keep them modest. Otherwise, the very same women of your house will be abused and bring disgrace. <laughs> this is Shariat Masla. As I said, that sister maybe, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala give her Adri Adim. She must make the, the tabiyat and mizaj of a husband. Maybe a husband should make bed with a sheikh or become with a friend with an alim. So he can also become inspired so that tomorrow, alhamdulillah, both of them can be proud. Subhanallah, that we are upholding the sharia. This is what Islam is about. Simplicity, compassion, the compromise, the <laughs> loving each other and reminding each other for the pleasure of Allah. 
This is what marriage is all about. Ji. Mm-hmm. I was saying something earlier on, Malana. Talaq sharmindagi hai. You're, you're demanding talaq from your husband for no reason. You'll not smell the fragrance of jannah. Wallahi, hadith of Rasul. Whichever woman demands talaq from her husband without a valid reason will never smell the fragrance of jannah. Means Allah will not give her jannah. So talaq me sharmindagi. I would like to see Allahul Azim, those sisters who are divorced, can they honestly say that we are living a peaceful life? Nobody interferes with us. Nobody flirts with us. Nobody passes side comments to us. Nobody treats us as second-class citizens. <laughs> Even our own families, Mulana. See, the father is fed up with a daughter who came back to lot. You see now you are musibat on us. You came back here with your three children. We are getting pension here now. How are we going to look after you and your three children? It happens. I'm not saying all the parents do this, but it's a reality. So I want to ask those sisters, yes, if you got talaq for the valid reason, alhamdulillah, I told you that earlier on. If your husband is a zalim, he's an oppressor, he's a narcissist, he's a woman abuser, temperamental person, violent person, Yes, I'm the first one to advocate. Take your talaq and go. Mm. But if there are petty, petty things we're fighting about, Mulana, ask those sisters who are divorced and how they crying tears of blood now. Because that son is growing up now. He wants to know, where's my father? Mommy, why are you all separated? What did wrong did we do that we have to suffer now? They are taunted in school. They are taunted in society. Wherever they go, they tell you, you, are a, you come from a divorce home. Malana, there's a pretty daughter there. When the boy comes to know that no, his mother was divorced, nobody wants to even propose for that girl. Whose life you are compromising? Are we so selfish, Malana? We have to grow our daughters up. We have to grow our sons up. Tomorrow they have to get married. Keep the insert and integrity. Fight amongst yourselves. It's okay. But don't destroy those masum children's lives. So... This is my question. It's very easy to say, I want my talaq. My father will look after me. And some of the fathers also are so foolish. They come with a 10-ton truck and load all the stuff up. No place, come. I'll take you. Don't worry about him. We'll look after you. And after one month, two months, three months, six months, that same father is saying, Betty, you need to find a place now. Whereas we could have saved at home, we could have compromised, we could have got counseling, we could have got help, inshallah, and the family could be united. Mm. No. But because my father is rich, he's got power, you just click your fingers, your father is there, mashallah, you want to dish up the husband. Break his legs. Lock him up. Do that. Mm. Who's suffering in the end? Who's suffering in the end? Morana. So may Allah ta'ala make it easy, ji morana. So I was saying, talaq mein sharbindagi hai, aur marpeet mein darindagi hai, you're an animal. You raise your hands on your wife. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala said, Rasulullah's hands and palm were soft, more softer than silk. Rasulullah never raised his hand on any human being. Khadim, wife, daughter, anybody. Never, ever did Rasulullah raise his hands. Yes, in jihad, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa fought and defeated the enemies. But in general life, Rahmatul lil alameen, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, is describing Rahmatul lil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's palm was more softer than silk. So, Chimurana, Marpeet, Bashing your wife. I say to these husbands who are abusers, it's good, Molana, get them locked up. Let them go and sit in that trunk with all those prisoners there and see what those prisoners do to you there in that holding cell, Molana. They rape you inside. Sure. They stand you, they take your money. Ask those who sometimes when they, unfortunately, they have to get locked up for one night. 
the worst night in their whole life. But you're hitting your wife for what? Anna, take your size, as I said. Mm. It's easy to hit a woman because she's defenseless. Why don't you take your size? Gee, you wet your pants. But because a woman is weak and soft, you want to hit her and bash her and break her to pieces. Give her a blue eye, break her bones. But she, she will still cover up. Her father will ask her, Betty, what happened? Why if your eyes is blue? No, Abba, I hurt my hand, my eyes by the stove. Mm. I knocked my face into the door. Yallah. She's still covering up for him, Molana. That's what of love and devotion some of the wives have. For all the beating that they get, they still cover up for that husband. He's not understanding. The best thing, Hadith of Rasulullah, person who's got good akhlaq, that's the best gift that Allah has given to him. The best gift that Allah has given, subhanAllah. Gee, is good akhlaq. You want to have a balanced life, Mulana, a balanced spiritual life. For breakfast, have gratitude. Somebody put it nicely. You want a balanced spiritual life. So breakfast, have gratitude. Mm. Lunch, have forgiveness. For dinner, have love. And after dinner, we have a dessert, laughter. Never be too busy to be kind. Do your soul a favor and then turn to Allah. Do your duty and turn to Allah. Subhanallah, such beautiful. Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi Rahmatullahi. Mulana, see how beautiful words of Hadrat Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi. When you see hardship and difficulties befalling you, then turn immediately to Allah, repenting and seeking His forgiveness. Because these difficulties are sent by Allah to get you back on track. What beautiful advice. Sure. When you see hardship and difficulties befalling you, every day there's some effort and musibah in your life. Haq. Turn immediately to Allah, making tawbah, and seeking forgiveness. Because this calamities and test and trial, gee, are sent by Allah to get you back on track. Timana is simple. Learn to accept your mistakes and appreciate the differences that is key to a good relationship. You and I must agree to disagree. Like many times on the show, Mulana, you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you. Fine, hmm. alhamdulillah. We agree to disagree. Subhanallah. But we're still the best of friends. So, learn to accept your mistakes and appreciate the differences. That's key to a good relationship. Mulana, there's another saying here. Hmm. Burnt toast does not hurt anyone. Anna, we put the bread in the toaster, we put it extra minute, the thing burnt, black, brown, you can't eat it. So well said, burnt toast does not hurt anyone, but words do. The sword, the wound that you get that is inflicted by a sword, it will heal after a couple of days or weeks. But the wound that you cause with your tongue and hurt people, that scar will remain till the man dies. Mm. Is it true or not? How could that? There's a nice thing here, Mulana, is it true? Look at here. You see, man, Mulana, when a man cries, mm. you cried and I cried. But you cry more than me. Allah, Allah, make me cry too like you. Amin, Ustad, Amin. When a man cries, he covers his eyes with his hand. But when a woman cries, she covers her mouth with her hands. 
It's likely they know where their sins are buried. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Malana, dekho. When a woman cries, when a man cries, he covers his eyes with his hand. Because with this hand, he hits her. He abused her. He knows the guna. The operation I did with my hand. That's why when he cries, he covers his eyes with his hand. And when a woman cries, she covers her mouth with her hand. Sure. Because with this mouth, big mouth, see, all the time, nagging, the mouth par kabu nahi. Man has no control of his hand or aurat ko zuban par kabu nahi. She just can't control her tongue. All the fights that take place, mother-in-laws, daughter-in-laws, husbands, wait, start from. Start from the tongue and the mouth. So that's why when she cries, she covers her mouth with her hand. What's the wisdom and logic behind it? It's likely that they know where the sins are buried. Ajeeb, Ajeeb Ustad. Ajeeb, hmm. Allah Ta'ala, make it easy for us. You have any other questions, inshallah, Murana? <laughs> I see. I see there's a brother. There's a brother from Marisburg, Ustad, and he says that... Uh, <laughs> he says, why is it... Uh, everybody just points out to the man, the man, the man is at fault. The man is at fault. It's not only about the woman. Since you are educating about Dean Ustad to our wives and sisters, Ustad, sometimes uh, the, the, our wives are stubborn, Ustad. They just don't want to listen. When you have Dean, Mona, you know how do you win the heart of your husband? Rasulullah made Entry into Jannah so easy for our mothers and sisters. A woman who reads her five daily namazes and her husband is pleased with her. Wajabat lahal Jannah. Allah shall grant her Jannah. Hmm. A woman, hadith of Rasulullah. One day Rasulullah was explaining to the Sahaba Islam that Allah Pak is going to grant the Anbiya. Siddiqeen, Shuhada, Jannah. Then Rasulullah asked the question, do you know which woman will also go into Jannah? Allah grant all of them Jannah. So Rasulullah asked, do you know which woman is going to go to Jannah? Sahaba Ikiram said, Ya Rasulullah, you know best. So Rahmatullil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I'm a form of the hadith, that Allah shall grant Jannah to that woman with whom the husband is angry or she is angry with the husband. Manana, you and I also get silent treatment sometimes. Mm. She's not going to say anything to you. Just her silence is her biggest weapon. You ask any quick question, chuk. See? But see here what Rasulullah is saying. Allah is going to give that wife Jannat. Like how Allah is going to give to the Anbiya, Shuhada, Sulaha, Awliya, Allah. Allah is also going to give Jannat to that woman with whom the husband is upset and angry or she's upset with him who goes to him at night. You and I won't do it. But we've got too much ego, pride inside us. See? But she comes to you. She surrenders. She holds your hand and says, Wallahi, if you don't forgive me tonight, I'm not going to sleep. And how many cases I can tell you, Mulana? The husband and wife fought the whole night. Next morning she goes and wakes him up. He's dead and he's gone. Can you imagine, Molana, what feeling the rest of your life you're going to have? Okay, the person who I loved so much was so close to me. The father of my children, my pillar, my support, my strength, my love. I fought with him last night. He went to bed angry. And when you're waking him up at Fajr time, he's gone, he's dead. No use crying now. 
एंड हाउलिंग टू लेट मुझे माफ कर दो लाइक समाइम यू फाइन पीपल स्टैंडिंग डे बाई द जनाजा और गोइंग राउंड राउंड बाई द जनाजा माफ कर दो प्लीज फो गिव मी टू लेटू लेट यूर माफी विल ओनली बी एक्सेप्टेड मोलाना वाइल आई एम स्टिल कॉन्शियस एंड आई हैव माई मेमोरी आई कैन एक्नोलेज वॉट यू सेंग टू मी एंड पर्सन इज अनकॉन्शियस एंड मेनी टाइम यू सी पीपल हु आर वेरी वेरी सिक For one week, two week, they in a coma. They're not speaking. They're gone. They lost the speech. They're not in this world. Now you're standing there and asking for mercy when the person cannot comprehend, or the person has passed away. I never spoke to my brother or my sister, geez, for 20 years. Now with the janaza and crying, asking for mercy, it's too late. If you want to send flowers, send it to me when I'm alive. Don't send it to my cupboard. Bekar hai, wasted. You really love me. Should I send the flowers to me when I was alive? Now, the person is gone. I'm taking the bunch of flowers to the kabristan and putting the flowers on the cupboard. It's too late. So, a Muslim man, don't worry, mad. Oh, Muslims, don't worry. Master. Every night. Before you go to bed, Mulana, Allah will redeem. Make this a sunnah. You promote it from the radio day. See, that for Allah say, before you get go to bed tonight, ask each other for forgiveness. Ask your parents, though you didn't do any guna and harm to them, Abba, Ami, please forgive me. Your brother, your sister, Betty, she, Bhai, Bhain, whatever you want to call her, she, please forgive me, and you make a niyat for Allah, whoever. Has caused me pain and tears, Barit Allah, from the bottom of my heart. I forgive all of them. No, no, this is akhlaqi karima. This salam us par, this ne galia sunkar duaye di salam us par. This ne buko ko khana khilaye salam us par. This ne buro ko apna kah. Rasulullah said to the gunegar, "You are still my ummati. Are we better than Rasulullah?" See. And what Rasulullah did, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Silman kata, mend ties with those who break ties with you." We screaming our guts out every day. Please, for Allah's sake, ek dusro ko maaf karo. No, but we are just making enemies every day, new enemies, and the grudge and hatred is getting deeper and deeper. And what a horrible life we are leading. And Allah can give you sukoon e kal. The maaf karne se tumara ruh paak hota hai. Mana when you forgive, Allah paak purifies your soul, and your ruh is asal. In this dunya, your body is more more active than the soul. But the time in the akhirat, mana when you close your eyes, Allah Taala activates the ruh, and that's why there's a Connection between the body and the soul. That's why when you're giving hosel to the mayor, don't talk ill about the mayor. Indeed. Don't mishandle that body. Don't use boiling water. Don't talk ill about the mayor because the soul is on top watching as the hosel is being given. That's why you sometimes you see when a person passes away, the eyes is wide open. Yes, it's following yes, the Ustaz. soul as the body leaves the soul. As the soul leaves the body, so mana? Mask करने से दिल और रूह पाक होता है. Allah Taala purifies your heart and your soul. So mana we end it here. Allahumma tuba alina qabl al maut. Allah give us tawfiq to make tawba before death overtakes us. Wahawin alina shiddat al maut. Oh Allah. Make it easy for us from sakaratul maut. Even rahmatul lil alamin. Allah Pak could have given Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the most peaceful death. Rasulullah cried for the ummah that even Rasulullah had to go through sakarat. Hazrat Aisha radhiyallahu taala said there was a bowl of water next to Rasulullah's bed. And every now and again, Rasulullah is dipping his hand 
in that bowl of water because Rasulullah had extreme high fever. And he was rubbing that water on his face. Allahumma hawin alayna sakaratil maut. Allahumma inni awzu bika min ghamaratil maut. Why? If you think what we go through at sakarat, what the person goes through, and you think that Wudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also went through some sakarat to give you some sort of comfort. Mm. This is talim for the ummah, shafqatan. Because Allah Ta'ala could have given Rasulullah the most beautiful, peaceful. Not that anyway Allah Ta'ala gave the belief to Rasulullah. Mm. But Rasulullah also went through a little bit of sakarat. So that when the ummah thinks about that, Allah will make their mouth asan. So Allahumma, I see, uh, 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 Ustad, before we terminate uh, the program, uh, I see there's a brother from Lady Smith. He says, that's why I say to all my friends, Mawlana Salim, never marry an alima who's very learned indeed. Do you agree with the brother, Ustad? No, I think Mawlana is not shouldn't generalize. Gee, I think, uh-huh. Mawlana... This is why you, when, you, when you're an alima, uh-huh. you're a hafiza. Allah has given you that status. It does not mean that you are more learned than your husband. That gives you the right now gee, to disrespect him. And anything he says, now you want to start giving fatwa. Gee, that's wrong. One is that you're an alima on your own side. Alhamdulillah. But remember when you come back from the madrasa, you're a wife to your husband. Do not override your husband. So the brother who is making that statement, fine. He cannot generalize that all the alimas are like that. Some of them are absolutely beautiful. Well, now, let me tell you something. The pious servants of Allah, I'm talking about tabi'een, tabi'e, tabi'een. The women were so educated when it came to hukuk and right. They were awliya Allah. They were waliya. Tahajjud guzar. Mustajabud dawat. They were sahibi karamat. Those mothers and sisters. Sure. But Molana, at night, they would dress up after Isha Namaz, beautify themselves. And they would go to the husband and say, I'm here to fulfill your conjugal rights. Do you need me, inshallah? Mm-hmm. I am available. And if the husband says, No, alhamdulillah, I, I, I don't need it, they would come out of that beautiful dress of theirs, go back to their normal dressing. And sit on that musalla and make Allah divided and cry. Balance the things. Balance. Falatu zaku anfusakum. Don't brag about your piety. Mm. How learned I am and how pious I am. One father-in-law cried to me, Mulana. Mm. He said, Mulana, I got a daughter-in-law. She's an alima. But she doesn't sit and eat food with us on the kitchen table. She goes in the room and eat. Why? I have to make parada from your father-in-law. Who told you that? Which kitab you told you that you must make parda from your father? Astaghfirullah. It's broken inside, Mulana. She refuses to sit on the table and eat. She goes and eat in the room. So the brother from Lady Smith, I don't know who he is. Yes, he's right what he's saying to some degree, but you cannot generalize. So that's why you make the right choice. She got akhla, you can have ilm. But you got no hail. What is hail, Mulana? You don't know how to compromise. You can be the biggest alima or biggest alim. But if you got no hail in you, you got no degree of tell tolerance, Mulana, what's the benefit of your eyes? Hmm. As I said to you, the greatest gift that Allah can give to you is husni khuluk, hmm. good akhla. So because you're an alima or a, or a hafiza, you feel that you're more superior than your husband. No, it can't be, Mulana. There's rules, there's rights. وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ See, your body has a right. وَلِزَوْجِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ Yes, your wife has a right. But you cannot now become like a mufti. Everything that your husband says, you want to pass fatwa, you're just going to sour the relationship and it will turn into hatred and eventually it will end in talaq. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And inshallah, always think that the person in front of you is better than you. 
That's why I always say to you, Mulana, and to myself, that when we give advice on the radio, that my our listenership, subhanAllah, they are far better than us. They are far more educated mm. than us. We are just students of deed, yourself and myself and Muftisar. See, we are, we, you all as listeners, uh, throughout the world, wherever you are listening, Alhamdulillah, when we sit and talk to you all, you are far better than us in your taqwa, in your deed, and your ta'aluk with Allah. Ameen. May Allah give us tawfiq. Akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. Four minutes after ten, South African time. Beautiful words. Beautiful words of advice from our beloved, honorable, respected senior teacher, Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim Damud Barakatuhum, on this beautiful night, uh, auspicious night of Laylatul Jumu'ah. Well, time for us to love and leave you. Let's not forget, inshallah, to make special dua for all of our beloved marhumin. For all of our beloved, those who are not well, those who are ill, those who are sick, Allah Ta'ala grant them shifa wa kamil ajil daiman mustamiran amin. And uh, let's also send salutations and durud to our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Janaf sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And also uh, try and make some time to make dua and send uh, 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 some Quran recitation, have a khatam on behalf of all the marhumin. I see Sister Quraysha was telling me, Mulana, please make dua especially for our beloved Mekki, Kareem Ahmad. Allah Ta'ala grant him the highest stages in Jannatul Firdaus, inshallah. Indeed, a good man. Indeed, a very, very good, humble soul. For myself, Arafat bin Ibrahim Haki, see you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program, Safina to Ilal Jannah. And for myself and brother Lokolo and our beloved Fadilatul Ustad, Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sa jamia. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.